Welcome to another episode of the Coaching Business Podcast with Max Torno and Nikita Gunkowicz. As a coach, consultant, expert, or agency, it is your responsibility to make sure your business grows and thrives constantly. Especially in times like these, it's becoming more and more important to listen to mentors who not only provide you with the right know-how, but who also make sure you can execute the right steps to increase your revenue and scale. Max Torno and Nikita Gunkowicz have shown hundreds of clients how to build and scale successful six and seven seven-figure online coaching, consulting, or agency businesses. And in this very podcast, you will learn their secrets to higher profits, happier clients, and achieving more freedom. All right. Welcome back to another wonderful episode here with Max Torno and Nikita Gunkowicz. Hello, hello. Let's talk about branding. Let's go. That's all. So thank you very much for listening. Nikita, what are your favorite brands? In general, like any, like, what do you think? Like, that's a sick brand. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite brands is Vildercom. What? They they do they they are founded in Saint-Tropez in the seventies and eighties. Hold up, what is it called? Vilbrekan. I, I think I'm spelling it right, I'm not sure. Will.com? No, Vilbrekin. Oh Bracan or something. Vilbrekan. Yeah. All, all they do, I mean back then all they did, they they launched a brand for bathing shorts. Okay. And it's like high ticket, it's all like oh. all the bathing shorts that, that you see that I have. They, yeah, they, that's the one you uh, bought once in Vienna. Yeah, true. Yeah, that one. We were meeting somebody somewhere, and you're like, "Let me go to this store." And it was this like tiny boutique where they had like yeah. three shorts, and you bought one for like five hundred bucks or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if it was five hundred, but yeah, it, was. it was like four hundred or something. <laughs> Why do you like that branding so much? Because it's <clears throat> it's so unique. It's so like, I mean, it looks like it's like the the the, the vocational. I mean, what what they show, what they want to show is that you're the busy person, is like entrepreneur, like business guy. But on vacation, that you can completely chill with the family. You know, you're wearing the same kind of shorts that your kids is wearing. Yeah, and it's like it's like just good vibes in general, and um, that's what I really like about them. Since it's so unique, since it's a brand just for bathing shirts. Yeah. Um. So it's super super niche down. And that's Damn. What I really like. I always wonder how do you get something like that off the ground? How yeah. are you just like yeah? I want to make bathing shorts. I'll sell them for five hundred bucks. Yeah. Go like how do you? But it's like this complete lifestyle, and that's what I enjoy about it, and that's what they show. I mean the same, and that's I think what I really like about brands in general, if they if it's some kind of lifestyle, since yeah. like for example like watches, right? It's really into sports a lot, right? Mm. Um, and things like that. So sports, they really go a lot into tennis, into racing sports. So it's for example what I like about Rolex. What yeah. Are, what are your favorite brands? Uh, excellent question. I've been thinking about it. You know what I really, f for example, what is a very interesting brand for me is Philip Plein, as mm -hmm. much as people hate on it, because this guy managed to kind of make it about him, and he's basically like the carrying factor. So Philip Plein is a clothing line, and whenever you think about Philip Plein, you think about him, Philip Plein. I think if that's his real name, I don't even know. It is. It is, yeah. So you think about it not as a clothing line, like Louis Vuitton, you think about it as a person. As like a like a like a, like a personal brand almost, and I think he does everything right in terms of the lifestyle, and he does everything right in terms of how he shows himself on his Instagram. It's like people follow him on Instagram just because they like the lifestyle, not even because they like the clothes in and of itself. And that's very interesting to to pull that off. Uh, who was that woman Versace Donna? Donatella Versace, she kind of did it very similarly, mm. where it's basically you become anonymous, you become one with the brand that you represent, and that's always very interesting. I don't even know Louis Vuitton, like, who the, who the hell is that? I mean, they were founded like, I mean... Is that a guy, or is that just a name? It was like, founded like hundreds, I mean, hundreds of years ago, but more than hundreds of years, years ago, I think. Or Gucci or Gucci, 
Wait, that, that this guy's name was Gucci Oguchi? Really? Oh, yeah. Gucci Oguchi. Dude, look at this guy. He's like... Dude, born 1881 in Florence, Italy. Died in 1953 in Italy. Damn, this guy looks like Al Capone. This is nice. a black and white thing. Do you know what's really smart about Philip Klein? What is it? Because if you think about Philip Klein, you think right away about <coughs> the brand like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and things like that. So he, it, it, it's a really small brand if you compare it. Yeah. Um, Louis Vuitton has a, like like a yearly revenue of around like sixty billion. Jesus uh, Christ! It's crazy. And we know, and you, and you think in the same league as Philip Klein, but Philip Klein is just around for like around like ten, fifteen years. <laughs> they have month. They have a yearly revenue of like two, three, four hundred million. Oh, not even that much, huh? Yeah, it's not that much. Two, three, four hundred million—that's nothing, man. But yeah. profit margin is probably low as hell, too. I mean, it's—I it's, guess still okay since it's like luxury it's, goods. Yeah, yeah, but, but still, you have have to a lot of physical stores and stuff yeah, like that. True, but the cool thing about you think it's—you know—and that's really, really smart about him. You know why? Why people think it's in the same league? Because what he always does, he does two things. He always does um, advertisements. He, he doesn't spend too much on advertisements, but when he wait replace it it's really smart and that's why people think it's so international he only does advertisements around airports oh so people think oh it's like a, it's like a national thing you know oh geez. that's one smart thing the other <coughs> second smart thing he only places his stores next to stores like gucci and louis Vuitton. <laughs> that's why i think it's in the same league you know uh, and and that's the smart thing about it genius yeah. very smart very very smart so it's literally all about perception yeah that is genius. I didn't know that. Oh. You know, I just thought about too in terms of perception. Nicky Lauda. Yeah, man. If you, in case you don't know Nicky Lauda, a Formula One legend, Austrian Formula One legend, I think became world champion three times. Uh, driving against James Hunt, also uh, interest. If you want to watch the movie background Rush, it's called just Rush. It's in a fantastic movie, and Nicky Lauda, he was one of the few uh, drivers that actually. So here is very interesting. So here's what he did, talking about perception. He knew he wanted to get into Formula One, and back then, just like now, you need to be quite wealthy in order to actually buy yourself into Formula One. And what he did was, <coughs> he first went to his, I think, father or grandfather, who was rich, asking for money, and he said, no, you're not going to get it for racing, you stupid kid, the hell out of here. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, and you can read about this in his book called Reden wir über Geld. I don't know how the English title is. It's like, let's talk about money, I think. And he talks about that how in this book, how he did it. So it's super interesting. He basically went to an agent who had the money. And then he went to the team who needed money from the agent. So what he did was he went to the agent and said, hey, I have a Formula One contract um, or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously I'm butchering it. But I have a Formula One contract. I just need an agent to help me finance it. Meanwhile, he went to the Formula One team and said, I have an agent with money. I just need a Formula One contract. He didn't have either of these two. <laughs> But because the the, con the the agent thought he had the contract and because the Formula One team already thought he has an agent, they both said yes. And then at some point, they both wanted to meet with the other person. So Niki Lauda was like, all right, <clears throat> you know, let me arrange a, a, a dinner with both of them, with the representative of the team and with, with the agent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that is like, as long as they don't kind of like steer the conversation towards finding out that he doesn't have either one of them, I'll be fine. And and it worked. Like the agent the entire time thought, oh, he already signed the contract and the Formula One team contractor thought the whole time or he already has an agent. And then and that was it. And that's how he got into Formula One. And I absolutely loved it because then uh, later on he signed up for Ferrari 
And Ferrari back then was this like super prestigious, super prestigious brand. You know, it was like an honor to drive in the Ferrari car and the car is the best thing in the world and you're not allowed to criticize it. And one of the first thing he said was like, why do you guys build such a crappy car? Uh-huh. It sucks. And they're like, oh, how can you say that about the Ferrari? It's the best <laughs> car. And he's like, no, it sucks. And he was like one of the first guys as a driver who actually possessed the audacity to to tell the engineers what to do. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, what I always respected about him is he – a lot of people call you sellout, for example, if you wear like sponsored things. Like, oh, I'm sponsored by so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you can call me a sellout. I don't care. I'm getting like paid $10 million for that a year. So you're the loser, not me. And he actually – he's famous for wearing his red cap, right? He has a little red hat, like a cap that he would always wear back in the days when he was still alive. And there was always usually just one sponsor on it. One single sponsor. And those guys paid him millions just to have their name on his red cap. You can type that into Google. If you type in here, Niki Lauda red hat. You always have sponsors on there. There's one picture here with... Uh, Novomatic, then he also had, um, I think he had Mana on it too at some point, which is an Austrian company. But he was all, he, he was so smart because he basically made it exclusive and he said, look, I mean, theoretically you could fit like hundreds of little logos on the hat. But he said, no, I'm just going to have one sponsor on there, but those guys are going to pay me big time. And it kind of goes along with the premium mindset that we've talked about before now, Philip Pine. It's like, what can you do in order to actually be premium? And that was pretty smart from Nicky Lauda, if I may say so. 100%. Uh, really epic story. Yeah, love that guy. Really, really recommend you watch his, that movie, Rush. Jeez, how many world titles did he did get? Do we know? Nicky Lauda world titles. I think three. I think he got three, two or three. Or maybe even four. Talking about racing movies, by the way, have you watched Ford versus, versus Ferrari? Yeah, yeah also love that film. movie. I watched it in the theaters just before all theaters locked down. Oh, me too. It was such an epic atmosphere. Like everybody was watching it as if it was like life racing. Yeah. Like standing up, clapping, you know. Oh, no way. It was, I didn't, it really? Was in Dubai. It was so crazy. It was such an amazing <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> I watched it in Finland. Finns don't have emotions. <laughs> okay. That's oh, true. yes. That film was great. Thank you. <laughs> I am elevated. <laughs> I am very euphoric. <laughs> I love. Hey, I'm allowed to say that. My girlfriend's Finn. All right. So, but like my 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 uh, uh, family from my girlfriend's are all Finnish. So I I think I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I love that too. Finns are so. We don't have emotions. We just like to live. <laughs> so cool, man. We just like to live. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Greets to all, to all the Finnish people whose drivers are fantastic. They have like a very um, high density of world champions, Finland. Yeah. yeah, I watched a video the other day. I, I, mean, I watched the same video. You watched the same? Uh, you, know, you know what I noticed yesterday? So here's the thing. Yesterday, Nikita and I, we were on a, on a Zoom meeting and you shared your screen and we looked something up on YouTube and your like YouTube home screen almost looks the exact same as mine. Yeah, Like the suggested videos are almost exactly yeah, the yeah. same. I'm like, this looks like my home screen. Nice. <laughs> it's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, there's a ton of, a ton of lessons to be learned when it comes to branding is um, I'd rather be positioned as a premium than non-premium. I'd rather be positioned uh, as somebody that can get paid a lot as opposed... So I actually like getting fewer clients, but they pay a lot as opposed to getting a lot of clients and they pay very little. Sure. 
that's also obviously very, very key because we see this all the time in the coaching, consulting, or even the agency realms that people sell like 300 400 $500 programs. That's all BS. You'd have to sell way too many in order to actually create a lot of income. I'd rather just, you know, I'd rather have five clients a month that pay 2K and therefore I make 10K a month than, uh, you know, 100 clients that pay 100 bucks each and get paid 10K from that. It's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, we touched a lot on, on, on some lessons that we've uh, learned for branding. Do you have anything else to add? So, yeah, 100%. Work on, you, work on your perception, basically, mm -hmm. because the perception is more real than the reality itself. 100%. That and watch the movie Rush. It's a great movie. Great movie. And if you want to know how to be positioned properly, if you want to know more on how to grow and scale your business or even build one from scratch, uh, book a free consultation call with us over at sevenfigurebusiness.com forward slash call this is for you if you already have an existing business and you want to scale it or if you're a beginner head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call and book your call there we'll be very very happy to help you out so let's get you started let's get you scaled thank you very much for listening and bye bye you like what you've heard today then remember only listening to a podcast does absolutely nothing unless you implement these learnings do you want to know if you're a good fit to be working together with Max and his team? Then go to MaxTorno.com call and apply for a free consultation call. On this 30-minute free consultation, you will be told what exact steps you need to take in order to either start your own online business or scale your existing online business. You will be talking directly to an expert, and together with them, you will be learning how you should position yourself, what prices you should ideally charge, and how you can reach your target audience in the most effective and scalable way. Please remember one important thing. Your online business is not just going to scale itself. You need a mentor who has been there and done it already. A mentor who has helped hundreds of people all around the world not only get to their first six figures, but also scale to consistent seven figures a year. You want to know if you're a good fit for this? Then secure your free consultation call now under maxtorno.com call.